0: Well, here we go. <laughs> Three hours and forty-one minutes after the show is supposed to be released, we're recording. Here we are. Here we are. I'm recording in a near, near a bunk bed with towels, towels with blankets and pillows all around, without a microphone or a headphone, because I forgot one crucial piece. And Gomer's <laughs> in a hotel on his phone. So
1: I'm actually in a dorm room in Halifax, Canada. Uh, about to do a Stoverville Youth Conference, and I am surrounded by by uh, <laughs> by towels in order to try to keep the sound down. <laughs> That's so awful. This oh, is us, God. ladies and gentlemen. Beautiful, beautiful, terrifying us.
0: What I should do is like hold this blanket like this to help with the sound on the, which you guys can't see. It looks ridiculous. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So we're gonna. This is. You know what? Like we're doing it. We're, we're, doing we're doing it. We're doing. We're, yeah. man, we're doing. doing it. man. Can I tell you what
1: craziness has happened to me? Yes, so my wife. So she wanted. Here's a little little interior saga of the Gormley family. So three weeks ago, my wife gets does her mammogram and it comes back with a mass detected. And then you know they have these things like MyChart where it's like you can see yeah. your, the results of your tests, right? You just log in and. But you haven't talked to your doctor yet. So she gets it on a Friday. By Friday afternoon, she gets the results of the test. And then Saturday morning, the technician or someone comments on it, positive in all capital letters. So it's like positive for what? What does this mean? Mass detected. You know, like all this horribleness. So then we have to wait. We don't hear anything all weekend. Trying to get that stuff. It's so insane. So we go through, finally, uh, like five days later, my wife calls and emails, and she's like, hey, can we get a follow-up, like, schedule a follow-up, turns out to be nothing, um, and all that stuff, and it was like the most terrifying thing, but the follow-up was when my wife and kids and I were supposed to drive up to St. Louis to see my in-laws, so instead I used the miles that I have, which I've never done before, and I bought all of them plane tickets to fly up there because I was flying here to Halifax. And so my wife and kids from the first to the fifth all enjoyed the in-laws, sadly, without me. And uh, I was home alone, full risky business.
0: <laughs> did you have people come and try to rob you? Then did you, did you set up elite traps for them that no person could do on their own, let alone an eight, eight-year-old?
1: <laughs> Listen, I, I may have put down a lot of boards with tar and nails, but that's it.
0: Okay, actual genuine question for you. Did you yeah. have to do laundry by yourself? Because I know for you, that'd be on par with Kevin McCallum the experience of having to go buy stuff for laundry, doing it on, on his own.
1: I avoided it like the plague. <laughs> My wife had done the laundry before I left, so I had plenty of clothes. That was good. You have
0: no idea how much that annoys me. <laughs> it's not like I don't know how to do laundry. I know how to do the laundry. Yeah. I just don't yeah, do I, it. I, I... <laughs> you, you haven't done it in two decades. Uh, okay, that's not true. I've done it Move three away.
1: times in 13, 14 years.
0: Okay, so three <laughs> times since <it's> another decade. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe
1: I can go another ten more years. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a so simple we, division of labor. Uh, a little bit more that,
0: complicated that, than that, but. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're gonna have. I've, I've got a topic. Do you, do you need a topic? Do you have a topic?
1: Yeah, my topic was me being home alone and how I wasted every inch of it just watching the halo series on showtime which was terrible and youtube videos that i don't even remember yes i watched the entire halo series you not
0: know, watch i watched the first episode of the bear I'm, I'm here with uh all my buddies and paul suentes you know paul i'm hoping yeah. paul will, we were sharing a room together for a bit but now he's moving to another room because we're doing a little bit of like um people are in the process of i'm leaving who are here for the last two weeks and then people who are coming in so we're just trying to make sure we get the, the rooms arranged Gotcha. So Paul and I had to had to be um, roommates for a bit, and it was great. because Paul's wonderful for, for two nights. So
1: <laughs> he
0: was gentle lover, a gentle lover, <laughs> a wonderful. What was, what was I going to tell you? You were going to start off with your topic. Oh, anyways, yeah. So I'm so I'm at Notre Dame. if You guys can't can tell. I'm here for grad school. So please come say hi. If, if you seen me, it's always a boost to the uh, to the like old ego, and it always makes other people here sh- shocked. Are you going to see Doctor Abigail Favalle? I I'm pro- I won't have time. I I may like this is one of the things where you know I only have like an hour free during lunch, so I may yeah, have some yeah. more time in the afternoon. I, I just I, I don't know yet, so I don't want to like I'm not. This is why I don't like to tell people that I'm here because I just I don't know what I'll be able to do and what I w- won't be able right. to do. Right, right, right. I feel bad. There's some people that I'm like, hey, yeah, let's try to hang out, and then I'm like, oh wait, no, I've zero time. So yeah, so here this is like kind of the last hurrah. You know, I'll have one more time of possibly being on campus and maybe able to do it online next on the summer but this is kind of for like my main group you know we're at mm. the people are either done or there's you know we're definitely on i'm on the back nine a lot of people are almost done with their back nine like this is kind of it and so in terms of like this experience of it and so i thought it would yeah i thought it'd be interesting to talk about the end of things and like how do you end well because this is definitely, it's not the, com- you know, it's not the complete end of something, but, and other things have ended, uh, where <laughs> go on. <laughs> and so, uh, it like, well, you know, and I, I also want to bring that up too. I don't know if now's the time or not, but probably should not, not be the time.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I'm so
0: scared. <laughs> <laughs> should we wait until we don't have any advertisers on just to make sure? <laughs> probably. Probably. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> don't we uh <laughs> God is here and is moving. I I listen, I'm filled with joy and healing. The uh that sounds weird in the wrong context. Yeah, so how do you like like you know our friendship has um never ended, so we don't know that, but like when you and like let's I know it's kinda of tough to do this, but like let's try to talk about it not in the context of work. Cause that's okay. even though I think it's a good analogy and it, it is a real end and things yep. really do change. I think that's important. But like, I think it'd be interesting to talk a little bit more about like um, seasons of life or different mm-hmm. things, you know, like you end college, you move to a new place. You just kind of realize that, Hey, I'm not like the point in like your thirties where like you just kind of stop going out with your friends as much as y- you used to. Maybe you get married, you know, like the end of a relationship, like how do like, How do you try to end things well?
1: Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny. I was uh, going for a walk in my neighborhood the other day, and I was thinking about this because my kids were struggling. They always struggle with endings, right? Because it's all new to them. They don't know how to deal, right? They don't know how to deal with uh, something as simple as coming home from their vacation. So two out of the four kids connected with their cousins who are the same age. And the other two kind of didn't because they're out of that age group. So the two that didn't, they're ready to come home. But the two that did, this is the closing of a chapter, right? They went to summer camp. They were with all these kids for a week straight. They loved it. But because a severe weather had knocked out their power in the middle of a heat wave, they ended camp a day early. So all the things they do to help the kids transition, right? The Sunday with the wrap-up activities, there was no sense of wrap-up. It was like, oh, crap, everyone's hot. People are dropping like flies. You all need to get out of here. Parents, come pick your kids yeah. up. So go, they go. <laughs> get out of here, you. Uh, so it is crazy because like things don't end well. And for kids where endings are new, it it, it's, it is a disaster for them. Uh, you know, always tears and all this stuff. I try to help them. Luke, tell me if I'm a bad parent. I try to help them yes. transition by putting things in a bigger perspective. And sometimes <laughs> I don't do that very well. So, for instance my wait, daughter wait, so
0: I I try to help them by just giving a small talk and just seeing how they react to it then I adjust the content later on when necessary <laughs> <it's> <laughs> then we have discussion questions <laughs> kids, some people pay $3000 for multiple <laughs> days for this so kids listen this, this is a $1500 talk that you're getting
1: for free but I'll, I will make it clean up the garage. This is
0: like when i build building his material. So you're seeing Chris Rock play in a small club. You know, kind of a thing. Like, you have to think <laughs> of it
1: Imagine Picasso is your next-door neighbor, and he's <laughs> painting a wall for you. That's basically what I'm doing. I'm painting a wall you're for you. You're like me. seeing Da Vinci sketch. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm going to use that with my kids. They will be so <laughs> pissed. But, no, so, so what cool. I try to do, I try to give him perspective, right? Doesn't perspective <laughs> help? So I like it does actually, yeah. And so I look at my daughter, who you know deals with anxiety and stuff, and so she feels it rather acutely. And so, like for instance, when we moved from our old house, she has this ability to this ability, the tendency to, which is what I did when I was her age, to anthropomorphize things, like, oh, I'm going to hurt this tree's feeling that I'm never coming back, or I'm going to hurt my s- stuffed animals' feeling that I don't use it as much as I used to. Did you ever do that when you were a kid? Do what? Like you anthropomorphize, like you think like things have feelings like humans. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. then you as feel bad for the th- Yeah, as a little kid. Yeah. yeah. As an adult yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Isn't that right, Mr. Blanky? <laughs> There's a club. So she very much does that. So for her, breaking ties is like ending re- like 30 relationships with elements of my house. So I remember I took her aside and I was like, "Honey, listen we're moving to a house that has a bigger backyard. It has a window for you to read in. Like she loves that idea of a window box, like sitting in a window and reading books. Yeah, I was like, it has all of the things that we were looking for in so many different ways. And she's like, yes, but it's not this house. Right. And so no matter what I would say, she would always have, she had an attachment to the thing itself. Right. And I think that's good. I think that's what makes goodbyes hard. Mm-hmm. But then I reminded her that the guy next door wanted to murder me and we had to leave now. So that was my, I was like, okay, now you that's one perspective. How about this right. perspective? A dead father? Is that what you want? Is that
0: what you want? You hear about this on multiple pot on podcast. <laughs> It'll be going on. things, talking about it a lot.
1: It'll be on pints with the coin is three years later, <laughs> but no. So that, that was my thing of like, okay, pers- uh, ending things needs sure. to be seen within sure. the narrative unity of a whole life. Right? Like, we are moving. Why are we moving? This thing is ending. Why is it ending? You're quitting your job. Why are you quitting? The relationship is ending. Why is it ending? The friendship has gone south. Why? And I think there's a lot of elements where there's a lot of unintentionality, right? I think a lot of us, we get caught up in the river of life, and we just and we look up and we're like, we can no longer recognize the shoreline anymore. Why the heck am I here? I think there's a lot of unintentionality there that makes endings harder. Because it feels like, well, I didn't mean for this to happen. And I think that's the way for like my kids, especially. They don't have enough agency in the world. They aren't moving. They aren't choosing the new house. No, sure. You know. And so for them, it's uh it, it's even more acute because they don't have perspective, but they don't have agency as much in the in the process.
0: When I think about the gospel, like this is the one of the things that I find that's some interesting t- tension at like um like Christ talks about like don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough worries of its own. I'm focused on yep. today to crazy. So how do you have perspective then? Like and, and something you shouldn't think about your future, obviously. It's not what he's saying per se. But then there's also this thing of like keeping your eyes on the on, you know, like heaven, like I'm looking elsewhere for certain things and not elsewhere, but like no, I think talking about the the perspective that you are referencing. And I, I think it's it's actually like it takes a little bit of work to do that. Yeah. You know, because I think the world's going to tell you time, the time's the only thing you can really judge things by time or money or like, you know, that's like, and like scripture talks about how there is, is, is is a season for everything and taking the time to come to terms with that is actually like, like I know it's going to be like super painful at the end of this. Like, I know that the end, at the end of my two weeks here, it's going to be painful because this is kind of, there will be like um, one more time and me and Marty will be here and we'll, you know, I think he's gonna be here for a week and I'll be here for two weeks if if I do it all. I don't know. I might do half of it online, but it doesn't matter. Like, like, but this experience of like our group, like this, this is it. This is it. And this is never gonna happen again. And we're never probably gonna all be in the same space like this again. Yeah. And that is sad, but it's also like that's it's necessary. Like we can't just take two weeks off every year to come and hang out. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, that would be weeks. awesome yeah yeah but and and, and we've talked about like you know getting together every year for a game or something or trying to you know do something where we can all but it's never going to be the same and that's okay but there is an element of like but that also means like we're here for a specific purpose you know we're here to educate ourselves we're, we're here to be better human beings and to provide for our families and to on the move you know and to like be better at our jobs and like to make a real impact in the world. And the cost of that is like, that has to also end. Yeah. You can't just stay in this spot forever. Yeah. And I think that is like, there's a way to really appreciate, like, I think it's good to appreciate, to acknowledge. Like, I remember when I left my last day in college at Franciscan, like my truly, like the day that my sisters came to pick me up with my, I sold my car for 50 bucks. (laughs) just feeling a lot of gratitude I remember mean, we're yeah. like walking around and feeling a, a, a tremendous amount of gratitude for the university and for my time there and the, the friendships and the relationships and just you know friend, like just, just everything and that's a real like i i found that to be like super helpful is that like if i can start with gratitude and get really specific about like what i am i'm thankful for it like for me, it allows me, it provides some of that perspective I think you are t- talking about. And then it also gives me, it like, you acknowledge that there was a good here and now it's done and then it's okay. You know, and that's, um, and I think, like, what I wish I was better at was like ending things with people. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how you do this, but, like, I wish I could, like, I wish I was better at, like, writing someone a car show. Hey, this is what I really appreciate about you. Or like, I could take the time to say, This is what I really am I'm grateful for, for what we've done here and stuff. But it, um, but sometimes you also don't need well, that because you kind of know when you say that goodbye, like you kind of, it's, this is typically when a thing that's outside of you ends as, as, as in like school or just like life stuff. I, cause I think like how, if you get like, how do you, if you're like hung up on a thing that's ending, let's say like a relationship back when you were single or like just other things that are like, man, I wish it was like this. So, like, how do you get past that? How do you try to get when, when it's like, Oh, this is like, Like my attachment to this thing is becoming a little bit inordinate and it's done. I need to like end this.
1: That's a really good question because I don't, I don't, ending things that are bad for you that you've done, I think is, it's like, it's such a totally different thing than like life moving on, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's actually the things that are bad for you are usually those elements of the past that keep, they're like an anchor to the past. Like you're trying Mm -hmm. to move your life on, but they won't let you. Right there's like these giant chains to my past. Right, I think about Don't that. You with want my...
0: more Marvel shows? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want. I want to get the same thrill that I got when Captain America caught Thor's hammer every time I watch a Marvel television show, and there, there's no going back. The river only goes in one direction. Mm-hmm. But think about that. Like in terms of, so you know you need to move on, but there's things in your past that won't let you. So then it's like, well, how do I put an end to those things? Because there, and and hopefully you're moving on to a good space, right? So I'm thinking about in my own life, you know, sins of the past, how they cling, labels that people have given me that become part of my identity that shouldn't, how do I Mm -hmm. grow up and become, you know, a better person outside of that? How do I become the best version of myself is really what this show is all about. It's the hidden premise behind everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, becoming the best version of ourselves. Hyphens. Um, Uh yeah I I uh, so I did this exercise with my kids that's really stupid, but I love it. So (laughs) I had them all write an essay for me, a one page essay on, and I assigned them four of these five sayings. So the five sayings are: life is hard, you are not special. Oh shoot, I'm gonna miss them. Oh man, oh no, I can't find it. This is such a, this is some good podcasting. Yeah, here we go. Life is hard. You are not important. Your life is not about you. You are not in control and you are going to die. Life is hard. You are not important. Your life is not about Hi, you. Kids. You are not in control and you are going to die.
0: So Do you want to Dora the Explore or do you want to answer these these questions here? Swiper, <laughs> no swiping. Yeah.
1: Remember, Dora's gonna die one day. She's gonna get canceled. <laughs> oh, no one will remember her. <laughs> I'm the map. So they wrote me an essay. Now, <laughs> so, so in, in this backpack, there's only death <laughs> and an old locket from a past that you'll never return to.
0: Also, have you kind of um, noticed that the Queen of Hearts and the Alice in Wonderland one is oddly attractive? That's weird. <laughs> no these these uh these
1: things come from Father Richard Roar's uh, questionable. Oh, but uh, I know, right? His five the the best part of Father Roar. The best part of Father Roar is the fact that he did prison ministry, realized these men are boys with male bodies because they've never been initiated into manhood. He Mm -hmm. is one of the major writers on initiation and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. And so he's like, so when you go through all the different civilizations of the world where they had these initiation rites, these were the five questions that the tribe imparted to young men. Life is hard. You are not important when compared to the tribe. Your life is not about you. It's about we right you are not in control there are things outside of you that will dictate this stuff and you are going to die so we need to be prepared for the future right and so you think about that so i had my kids write the essay and the thing for them was like they were annoyed at it very much so because they're like dad you're saying i am not important why would you say that of course i'm important like every day we're told we're special and i'm like well you're special to me but when you sit there and think about it, and so I told them the story of Daddy's woes leaving work, which was like no one calls me, no one texts me. I've been gone for a month and a half. There's zero almost zero communication, not entirely. There's a handful of people that reach out. But I yeah. say this because I'm not important. It's not like when Michael Gormley leaves the whole place falls apart. There are mm-hmm. other people that take up and step in and the river keeps flowing. And that is a perspective I think that helps us to address the hurts of of endings right like things really do end and they really do kick us in the butt and there's no avoiding it there's no um pretending like it doesn't happen and when i was on my walk the other day thinking about this with my kids the phrase was how do i deal with one chapter ending and another chapter beginning and not feel the loss and the answer is you will you will feel the loss right mm-hmm. and and that's okay. Like the humanity progresses through a series of deaths, right? You have to kill the boy to become the man, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's life. Life is hard, and you're not that's special. lives. You, yeah, and and the the whole point of that is like you're not the exemption to this rule. Every time an ending comes, you know, you know, though new beginnings will come out of it. So you having to do the hard work of actually getting this Notre Dame ball rolling right meant that certain things had to die so that you could do this but what was the new thing the new thing that sprung forth from that death was these new relationships that you have now you Mm -hmm. have an affinity for notre dame in a way that you didn't beforehand but then this too will end and then okay well what comes out of this well that doesn't mean you never talk to paul again but it does mean that your relationship now is substantially changed okay well what new thing come? so you can't even we can't even predict the things the good things that'll come but the question is we just got to ride this thing out and and there is an element of of the stoic philosophy that i love uh, which i talked about before that amor fati love fate like you can't you're not in control you can't force the history of the universe to be just so so it's like okay there's an element where you just have to love it you just have to embrace it in mm-hmm. order to get through it i don't know it's like a Was driftwood it- going down the river
0: Hey, I'm here to talk to you about NET at netusa.org slash apply. So you guys may have heard me talk about on the podcast in the past that one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't do NET. I think I really would have loved it. I almost went to NET Australia, I think, or something. It was talked about. Uh, my friend Danielle called maybe NET Island. I don't remember. It was like 20 years ago. Anyways, I have worked with Net in the past for other projects I've been a part of. I've been to their home campus. They're a fantastic organization. One of the most impressed I've ever been with an organization was actually when I went to go and visit Net from top to bottom. Just awesome, amazing people. And they are calling you today to apply to be a net missionary. If you or or someone you know could serve to be a net missionary, please tell them about this link, netusa.org slash apply. The reality is that young people today are growing up in a Largely post-Christian culture, making choosing the faith all the more difficult. A vast majority of Catholic youth are disconnecting from the church during their teenage years. Net Ministries is passionate about challenging young Catholics through relational ministry to follow Christ and embrace a life of community in the church. That's why, working alongside youth ministers, parishes, and schools, Net Missionaries help young people encounter the person of Christ through evangelization and discipleship. As a Net Missionary, you will meet young people who need to hear your particular story. Your journey with the Lord matters. You can be an example to young people of how to make the faith their own, allowing Christ to enter into their lives. Your story has a purpose. The Lord has a call for you. If you're between the ages of 18 to 28 and interested in serving the Lord as a Net Missionary, go to netusa.org slash apply. That's netusa.org slash apply and fill out an application. Not able to apply yourself? Share about NET's mission with a young adult in your life and encourage them to apply today. That's netusa.org slash apply. N-E-T-U-S-A, U-S-A, 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 N-E-T-U-S-A.org slash apply. Go check out netusa.org slash apply and, and become a NET missionary. This is the Lord calling you to do it. Do it. Luke said so well I think you really hit on a good point about like how you have to you have to find a way to embrace it and accept it because there's a I remember I read, I read this great article by will leach um it was in his, his substack or whatever but he was talking about like uh how much he h- hates wintertime and he was I'm referencing some study that found like the only like how people get through this in the parts of the world where it's like dark all the time is they just lean into it they really accept it and they build things in their lives around the fact that it's going to be dark for 20 plus hours a day yeah. and that that's actually able to help them endure it because you you don't try to like like ignore it if anything you like find what, like you really like accept it and um, like, not like you, I'm um, celebrated, but you find a way to deal with it around it. Like it, it yeah. has to be part of how you, so you're having like a party on a Friday night because as part of like a festival, like, you accept the fact that it's going to be cold and it's going to be dark. How can we build things around the fact that that, that that is happening to make that almost fun. I like that a lot. And yeah. And I think like, and it's not that like, I think you need to make like, I'm suffering. I'm a fun, but there is this idea of like, no, I really have to accept this. And when you yeah. accept there's, cause I think why so many people, you could acknowledge a pain. But what happens is when when you keep like wishing it was different, that's what kills you. It's not it's not the pain, it's the like it's what you're doing with it. Yeah. And when you're able to really accept that this thing is happening, I can lean into it more. Like we're gonna do a goodbye unpicture today at some point in time with, with some people that are here, which is like, hey, this is kind of it. Let's get a picture of us all like all together by a thing. Yeah. That's to me, that's an example of that. Yeah.
1: I like that. I like the idea of like crazy festivals and and mm-hmm. religious rites that come up out of an embracing a, a voluntary embracing of suffering, right? Like, uh oh, it's the winter solstice. This sucks. It's the darkest day of the year. You know what we're gonna do? Six bonfires. Screw it. We're doing yeah. seven. Seven bonfires. Two turkey legs. It's gonna be awesome. And, and we then- might murder. I'm Nicholas Cage.
0: So you know it's gonna be. <laughs>
1: he deserves it though he deserves it
0: yeah so um i think we may have an episode here are we done i think so. i think this is good <laughs>
1: so that we're done it's a 26 minute episode people I need it it was good people need it people need a break from us i
0: think that was a good little chat it
1: was a good little chat
0: you got to go Wait. right you got a thing i mean in 20 minutes but like i i feel like we i feel like like i feel like in the past, we would have just kept going because of time. But I'm like, well, we we don't like we kind of did it. Look at us, <laughs> 385 episodes in, and we're finally okay with. The- <laughs> <laughs> Can
1: I tell you a funny story about where I am right now? <laughs> just real quick. It's bad. a short story. It's a yep. short story. So I'm no, at I a dorm been. in Halifax at a at a college where the um, we're using one of their auditoriums for the Sumville conference. And two, three years ago, whatever before COVID, when I was last here. I had just walked out of my dorm. There's all these high school kids and they were wearing the shirts and a truck drove by and saw me talking to high school kids. And I turned to walk and so I was a little bit away from them. And they yelled out, you effing bigot. And then gunned their truck and drove away. Holy cow. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Yeah. Towards the kids. Huh? To the kids. To the kids and to me, but specifically to me. Yeah. Yeah. Because we were Catholic. And they it knew you crazy. were Catholic. Yeah, because like, everyone had the t-shirt, you know, and it's like, Zumba Catholic Youth Conference and all that stuff. And I remember there was it was around that time. So that must have been 2018, 2019. And the whole Jordan Peterson, trans like when Jordan Peterson became a famous thing was in 2017 about yeah. how he refused to use the transgender bull. Well, Refuse compelled speech. Anywho, that, like, all that stuff, like it was right after Pride Month. It might have even been, no, it was right after Pride Month. It was it was nuts. It was nuts in terms of like that was an accepted accepted hostility. Hmm. So I did, I totally forgot about that. I didn't totally, but when I pulled up, I looked around. I was like, oh my gosh! It was you know, in
0: those eleven o'clock last night when I got here. I was like,
1: this is the exact spot where it happened. It's crazy.
0: Wow, it is weird when you return to a spot where, like, yeah, this is like things happened here. <laughs> this is a scene of infamy. I thought of this chapter closed. It turns out it did not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank you to Net for sponsoring this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you're on Spotify, you can actually answer some questions on there. We have about like tell us what you thought about this episode. I don't know where, but somehow on the app you're able to do that. So check that out. I would love to hear your feedback and yeah, if if you're bored and think you should do ministry, go do Net. It's great.
1: Yeah, and join patreon.com slash We just did a big mail out of of yeah. of things. Be on the crunch on that one, <laughs> all these people who are emailing us like, "Whoops, old address." And we're like, "Oh no, oh no!" I,
0: that. I was like, "Oh man, it costs us so much money." <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, good times." This is the worst. Thing that's
1: happened. I know, it really is, it really is. But you know what matters, what? Luke. Hmm patreon.com slash cf it really does it really does does. net and patreon best friends for life all right homie
0: (laughs) all right dude i love you man love you too enjoy notre dame thank you yeah we'll we'll record i'll probably have time next week so don't worry one day you'll die one day the water's gonna wash away (sighs) (laughs) that's the halo (laughs) Oh. Uh,
1: such a terrible show! Why did I watch all episodes?
0: Why? <laughs> it was so bad I couldn't. I couldn't stop. What else am I going to watch? Fraser. Like, the first of season of Once, and by season two, I was like, "Oh, this is dumb." I'm like, well, I have to keep watching. Maybe it gets better. Maybe it gets better.
1: <laughs> once, like that Once Upon a Time show.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that! I was the same thing. I was like, "Oh, this is clever."
1: And then after season one, I was like, "This is terrible." Oh, oh! But it's yeah. that lead actress. She's so pretty. I know, I know. Resolve
0: yourself. Find a way to make this work.
1: (laughs) All right, adios. All right, I'll, I'll see you,
0: buddy. Bye.